0: Hey, welcome to the Past Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and in this week's episode, episode 126, myself and Mike sit down and talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. But before we get into that, a few housekeeping things. This episode of the Past Control Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Goodnight Fatty, but more on that later. As always, you can find us on the internet at pastthecontroller.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at pastcontroller, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the easiest way to do that is to share us on social media, leave a review on iTunes. If you have a few bucks to spare, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash pastthecontroller, or buy something from our shop at pastthecontroller.io slash shop, or pastthecontroller.threadless.com. And thank you so much for for supporting us, and enjoy this week's episode of the Passing Short Podcast, episode 126. Oh my goodness, Mike. It has been a long week. I don't know about you, but it has been a very long week for me.
1: No, I had Monday off.
0: Oh, how was that? Do anything fun? Take advantage of it? Seize the day? Go. No? no. Off. That's it's also on. fine. It's yeah. also fine. Nothing wrong with that. So it's been a long week personally, but it's also been a long week in uh the gaming sphere of things. But uh before we get into what's been going on this week, Mike, we should probably talk about what we've been playing. What uh-huh. you've been uh, playing, watching. Uh I know you keep saying you got a bunch of shows that were coming back this week, so
1: So wait, what what question am I answering?
0: Any question you want. It's uh, open floor. Open forum. Like, All right. well, kicking the show uh, off. Coming in hot.
1: I played Overwatch. How's that? I don't know. I, I got the Tracer skin so far. That's about it.
0: I haven't got any. I don't know I got Torbjorn skin last night.
1: The the night that we played, that the event started, I got four loot boxes. So Okay. Out of those four, I got Tracer skin and maybe a bunch of victory poses.
0: Okay. Double check that. Yeah, I haven't gotten much noteworthy like many noteworthy things from the event but also from what I briefly looked at I don't really care for much of the stuff in this event mm-hmm. I'm pretty much going to just save my coins for the anniversary event hoping that everything gets put into the mix and I can just yeah. buy what I'm what I'm looking for which isn't really much at this point maybe something from last year's Halloween one cuz I don't think I played during that
1: maybe uh Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna bank on it. It'd be nice if they did it, but at this point, all I care about from this event is Reaper's current skin and then I might buy some of the ones from last year's that I didn't get.
0: From the the, Lunar New Year? Yeah. Interesting. Well, was last year, last year was when they did the four. It was like the Reinhardt, Zenyatta, Genji?
1: Genji was one and Zarya was one.
0: And they were all like the f- they were it was like some like it's a like story of about four kings or something?
1: Something like the thing about it is that I only remember the the mythology behind it Oh no it, 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 was, it was
0: not Genji I don't think it was Winston Winston was Wukong
1: That was the year previous to that Oh really? Then I don't remember what last year was Last year it was Zarya Genji and I forget what the other two were but the, I know the myth because it was in a season of Digimon and I can't remember like how all the world This fucking guy
0: over here with his fucking It's
1: Crazy the, the four, they were called the digi Sovereigns, but I forget what they're supposed to actually be. Oh, so then
0: I think it. I th- actually I think it is just the something Sovereigns. Yeah. So because I remember we looked it up when it happened because we were like these are fucking dope. The Zenyatta one's nasty. Uh, Reinhardt's. I don't know if I like Reinhardt's. I have it. I just don't know. I don't remember what it looks like.
1: So there was yeah I think. The year previous, uh, well, that's what happened. The game's been out for like 100 years.
0: Yeah, uh, Todd said that it's now getting a permanent $20 price tag, which is yeah. news to me, I mean, I didn't see that anywhere, but that's what he said he saw. He was like, oh, there's gonna be too many people flooding the servers. I'm like, I want more people to play this game. I want Overwatch to be like the game everyone plays.
1: I mean, it's $20. I guess I'll get it for the PS4. I don't,
0: mean, I don't know. I mean, if it is 20 bucks, maybe I'll do that. I don't need that. But if they make it run on Mac, then maybe I'll scoop up a Mac copy. Oh, yeah. Mac baby. Remember when we replaced my hard drive and yeah. we renamed we it, it Mac 2? We ba- uh, named it Mac 2, Mac 2 Baby. baby. Yeah. That's the one that's in this. No, it's not in this it's laptop. It's in the other laptop. Uh, that's what she said. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, just been rallying some Overwatch, banging on the event anything else to slide into your into your uh gaming time
1: the uh, nope i'm th- uh, maybe maybe my day off maybe i like i played a little beat saber I, like ooh,
0: ooh, I need to i need to like figure out my vr schedule i need to i need to have like a certain amount of time allocated mm-hmm. i gotta move the table and like i gotta have the right proper space for it but i want to I want to spend some more time in Beat Saber and some more time in Firewall, actually, too. Um,
1: I started doing the campaign in Beat Saber. I was like, all right, now that I played some songs, let me just see what the campaign's like.
0: I started doing that as well. It's it's fun. It just gives you another, like, it gives you, like reason another to challenge.
1: play. Yeah. And it also explained to me, like, what I'm supposed to do to actually get more points. Yeah. I did not know prior to that.
0: Yeah, there's definitely, like, some, some decent types of challenges you can add to each run and stuff, and, like, I don't... There's some songs that I feel like I'm pretty good at. I don't know if I could actually play it on, like, you miss one note, you fall, Like you fail.
1: Did, I did that for one song. One song I did it, I did it, like, 30% faster, and I did it with no fail.
0: And you fucking crushed
1: it? I beat it, yeah. <laughs> but I still got, like, a B.
0: Does you clearly, Were you playing on the hardest difficulty?
1: No, I think I might have been playing on hard.
0: So it's probably that. And it's also oh well it, so it tells
1: it, you it tells you on the bottom like this is the highest score you can get and like it told me the way I was playing it the highest I could get was like double S.
0: Oh, so you know what it is is isn't it also if you hit them slice I, them through the middle,
1: you have to. So what I saw when I was playing it on campaign because one of the one of the missions was you know beat this game with at least this many points. They said <clears throat> to get like a hundred points, you have to start at like a nine degree angle and end with at like a 60. okay. Something within that range and then also you can get an extra few points for being in the center. So, oh. so I think each note or each beat or whatever you want to call it you can probably get max 110.
0: Okay. Alright. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely, that's a game that I want to work back into my rotation. I just don't know how I can schedule that time out again to like have it so that I have time to move everything around get get situated have the camera fucking you know calibrated correctly mm-hmm. and go from there uh, for me it's been a, a healthy mix of a few different things Overwatch has, has slid back in full time um, which you know, you'll get no fucking complaints from me about that started playing some Battlefield 5 which is a fun just kind of drop in not really worry about How well we do because it doesn't matter. I'm not like concerned about a rank or anything like that. And then, same thing, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, we jump back into that for a little bit. So, I've just been kind of popping around on a few different things. And, uh, I picked up Piku Niku Mm
1: -hmm.
0: from it's it's from a really small team, I think it's only two people made it. Um, but it's being published by Devolver, and that came out on this past week. And it's, I mean, it's not going to be like my game of the year or anything, but it's super enjoyable. I'm, I'm loving what I've played so far. I haven't played a lot of it yet. I've probably played maybe like an hour or so. Uh, but from what I'm enjoying, it's just a fun little puzzle platformer. Cool, cool aesthetic. Um, I love the music. I love the sound design. It's just, it's fun. It's funny. There's like good little dialogue sometimes. So I'm, I'm excited to finish that. I don't know how long it is. It's probably like a couple hours. Um, but that, that's been uh, taking up some of my time. And then obviously... One of the big things we'll talk about today is uh, the Anthem VIP demo. I've been spending a few hours in that, and let me tell you, I'm fucking, I was already excited for that game, already pre-ordered it, already had it good to go, I'm I'm sold. It's uh It has a lot of promise, but uh, we'll get into that, I'm mad, Todd was supposed to be here, we are going to talk about it pretty in depth, and Todd, you know, he's a father, so, mm-hmm. but before we get into that, one of the big games that came out this week that a lot of people are excited about and raving about. That neither of us have purchased is Resident Evil Two.
1: Oh.
0: Is there a reason why you're not interested, or
1: no, just didn't care.
0: Yeah, are you just not a Resident Evil guy? You're not a horror guy?
1: Not a horror guy. I mean, I I either played or watched somebody play Resident Evil Two, you know, sometime in the '90s. Okay.
0: But yeah, it came Resident Evil Two came out initially. On the PS1, probably 98 or 99. I think it was 98. Yeah. It eventually got ported to the N64. I don't think it launched on okay. both. I think it got ported a little bit later to the N64.
1: Maybe it was early 2000, because we had an N64 at my dad's house. Um,
0: I never played the N64 version, so I don't know if it was different in any way. I'm sure it was probably maybe a little less gory, but I don't think the game itself was changed. Um... Uh, maybe it wasn't though. It was probably still M rated. I have no idea, but uh, so you watched someone play it? You think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I might have had the control in my hand too, but I don't remember. Much of not, it. I don't remember much of it. I definitely don't remember the ending of the game, so I don't think we ever got that far.
0: Yeah. So for me, and if you listen to previous episodes or know me in real life, I'm a I'm a baby boy. I don't really get down with with uh, horror that much. I definitely don't like things that make me anxious um, so I have pretty much made up my mind that I'm not going to pick it up even though I do have like a connection and a nostalgia to both Resident Evil's franchise and Resident Evil 2 in particular because it was the first one I ever played it gave me fucking nightmares as a child because we were like around what 10 years old yes. yeah 90, 98 10 years old 9 years old so it definitely messed with me then there was Like, no lie, specifically the thing that would haunt me is that when after I would play it, it would be late at night, and I'd be like laying in bed, and my bed was against the wall of the far end of the room. Hmm. And on the other far end was the door to the hallway. And I would be so freaked out that... A zombie was gonna come in the room of course and i would have a recurring dream of i'm laying in bed and i roll over and there's a zombie walking by the door so i was just like frightened for that for for a long time about that game uh but i did i never actually fully beat it i got to the final boss and the way that the way that resident evil games used to be and what this is a more of a return to because it's a remake of of that game um is that there were it was much more focused on survival, which is what kind of made it scarier because you didn't have all this ammo, like you didn't have all this health, like you had to really be cautious and preserve your ammo and not waste health and you know, you had to in order to save the game, you had to find an ink ribbon and then go find a typewriter. So like if you had to... real life worked. Exactly. So there was all these other elements that on top of the game, you know, having zombies, liquors, tyrants you know, zombie dogs, all sorts of stuff, there were those things that were like, shit, I have one clip of a handgun, and there's three zombies in this hallway. How am I getting by this? Like, what am I doing? So you had to know... You pretty much had to know, like, when to kill a zombie and when to try to, like, just get away from a zombie, use your knife when you can so you're not wasting ammo. Um, So all that stuff is, like, in this game again. And they... It's a full from the ground rework. So it's not like just an HD coat of paint, let's make it look pretty and just put the same game out. It's completely reworked because Resident Evil up until 4 was uh, always tank controls, which back then, all those older games, it's like figuring out how to navigate the 3D space was a challenge. Um, there were still people figuring out how to make these games work in a you know 3d environment so tank controls was like a thing that was definitely like a staple of resident evil up until 4 and then there was definitely other games that did that so this is like not tank controls but uh, it like so there's so many things about it that make me want to play it like make me want to buy it but i also don't want to be scared because i'm gonna be scared
1: all right well then not play it in the middle of the day
0: I'm still a baby. It's still going to scare me. Unless you're going to say... It'll, unless unless after this, we go by it, and then you stay here and we play it together, then I'll get it. If not, it's not happening.
1: Sounds like more of a Todd or Joe thing.
0: Well, I'm going to get Todd here on a regular basis.
1: Well, not regular basis, okay. but he'll, he'll show up for... Nah, no,
0: he won't. But uh, I, I, So this week, this whole week, I've been debating... I have a personal attachment to Resident Evil 2. This looks gorgeous it's getting like 9s and 10s you know in reviews it's being very well received um it, it's it's kind of a a benchmark now for anyone that wants to do a proper remake of an older game like they should look at this and be like okay we're not just slapping a coat of paint we're going to go in fix the controllers because that's the big thing like th- one of the things that makes me not really want like an N64 classic is those games really don't age well. The 3D space doesn't age well at all, the, especially the early days, like the the late 90s, early 2000s. There was some really bad controls, mm. um. So I'm like, I'm not. I don't. You you have a nostalgia for these things, but eh, they don't definitely don't age well. There were there's been a few games that I've you know popped into my N64 and tried to play over the past two years, and I'm like, nope. I just I remember this game, I love this game, but I don't need to play it anymore because it's just, it's so outdated as far as control inputs. It's really hard to deal with certain games like that. Um, Like Goldeneye is, you know, arguably the granddaddy of a lot of first-person shooters. I have a huge history with that game. Try to play that now, it's fucking horrendous. Um, But not to say it's a bad game, it just doesn't age well. It's a product of its time, technology's come further along since then Mm. video games are a weird medium because you know you you want to watch an old movie even if they haven't done like an hd remaster or something or like an up-res version of it you can still enjoy it you know what i mean Mm. like because you're the same way you'd watch a movie that came out today and a movie that came out before is is the same you're not controlling anything you're just watching something so yeah the picture quality might not be great it might you know be whatever but you're not ingesting it a different way, if that makes sense. Right. Same thing with music, same thing with books. It's, it's all those things are the process between something that came out today and something that came out 30 years ago for ingesting those types of media is relatively the same, whereas a video game is based around player interaction. So some older stuff really doesn't age well. Especially the early 3D. It's it's the early 3D for me that is really that, that point. Because a lot of retro stuff, if it was a good game, ages well. And, I mean, it might be a bias on my end just because I grew up in that time. But I think that aesthetic looks better still. Like, it looks fine still. Like, 8-bit, 16-bit graphics, 32-bit. I feel like that stuff looks good still. Whereas early 3D can be really jarring. Especially compared to what we have now.
1: Okay, that's fair. Right? Yeah.
0: So anyways, the point I was trying to make was anyone that wants to remake a game, especially from the early 3D era, should look at this as like a benchmark of, hey, it needs to be a four rework, not this lazy slap of coat of paint. Unless the game itself had good mechanics and it works fine. Like, if they did that, to, if they did a sexy looking version of Super Mario 64, it'd still play pretty fine. I'd be fine with that. I think it would, control okay.
1: So you're saying it's not already sexy?
0: Oh no, it's definitely sexy. But I mean like flatten it out a little bit. Get rid of those hard polygons. Throw it in the Mario Odyssey engine. Get rid of the hat mechanics. And let's go. Let's go for a ride.
1: Alright, so Brennan wants hard polygons got it.
0: Ah <sighs> Mike over here trying to trying to make it happen. So coming down to Resident Evil 2, this whole week I was debating whether or not I wanted to get it. Ultimately, I chose not to, clearly. But the eve of the game coming out, it came on Friday. Yeah, it came on Friday. So Thursday night, I had a horrible nightmare that, because I know Todd was getting it. I know Joe was getting it. Me and Todd were in Raccoon City Police Department. We were there. We were in that world.
1: And that right there explains why they were over with zombies, because they let you guys in the police department.
0: (laughs) We... We were stuck in the lobby, and it was just, it was, a, it was a fucking horrible nightmare. Like, it just, we couldn't find guns, we couldn't, it was just bad, it was really bad. And when I woke up, I was like sweating, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I, I can't buy this game. I'm not even playing it yet, and I'm having a nightmare. So, I, I, I had to, I had to realize, nope, you're a baby boy, just own it, you're just a big baby boy.
1: That was actually remarkably sad.
0: That I have that nightmare? Yes. What do you want? I'm a baby boy. I'm okay with that. I own it.
1: Have some dignity.
0: Like, <laughs> I won't watch Get Out because I I am assuming it's too scary for me.
1: And it honestly is not.
0: Will you watch it with me? No. Then I can't watch it.
1: <laughs> I'm okay with that. I... I mean,
0: well, the trailer for his newest movie, mm-hmm. that looks legit scary. I definitely can't watch that. What's the name of it? Is it called Us? Mm-hmm. I, I can't. The trailer fucked me up bad.
1: Boom, 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 boom. I got
0: Yeah, and it, also, it kind of might have ruined that song for me because now I'm just going to have nightmares. Are you going to see that movie?
1: I don't know. I saw Get Out largely because I had I got a free screener to it, and I like I enjoyed it, so it was good. Yeah. I don't know if I'll make the same effort to try and watch yeah. Us. Well,
0: to be fair, I, I, I'm being a real big baby, but Get Out isn't actually that scary. It really is. It isn't, right? Mm -mm. No. So it's it's a thriller.
1: It's a thriller. It's got like tense moments. Yeah. But like nothing. There was like one. There was like one when I saw it in theaters. It was like one like jump scare sort of, and it was honestly just because someone like ran into frame. Like they weren't doing anything; they were just running, and everyone's like, (gasps) And then they all started laughing because like it was legit just a guy running. Hmm that was that was it that was the experience. it was just a, it was the shot. it was, it was the production that. that it was just like me. it was a quiet scene and then this guy just runs into frame and then yeah runs away
0: Navi wants to get on the camera so bad what's up what's up Navi coming to hang out coming to be a star of the show um so yeah I, I don't know just knowing that there will be elements that will make me like tense and anxious and, and uneasy it doesn't get me excited to go put sit down and watch get out Mm -hmm. Um, so Resident Evil 2 unfortunately as much as it looks gorgeous and I have that tie to it and the nostalgia and I like Resident Evil and I like Capcom probably not going to to get down on that Um, I did pick up a few other things though this week that I just haven't really started yet but I will at some point I mean I played a couple runs of Binding of Isaac but I picked up Binding of Isaac on the Switch Mm -hmm. because Nicalis is having a sale on there right now so if there's any games that you know they they publish that are interesting to you. I would definitely check out the sales they're having on the Switch right now. Uh, but I picked up Binding Isaac. I picked up It'll Do Two, which is a Zelda like. So I'm excited about that. I throw that in the backlog. Not worried about that going anywhere. Um, but that's that's pretty much what I've been playing. Other than Anthem, which we'll save to for a little bit. But this is probably a good time, if there ever was one, to hop into Mike's and minute. Yeah. No talk about uh movie you saw this weekend dragon ball z broly 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 it was a tuesday but it was this week right it was after we recorded last episode Eh, whatever it's it's a Uh, day yeah i saw Broly. so how was that it
1: was good
0: now is it canon yeah does it take place in the events of the current season of dragon ball super or no
1: it takes place after the current season
0: Is it on a break right now? Yes. Okay. Alright. So it's a it takes place after the most recent season and some of those events will tie into the next season or no?
1: Presumably I I haven't been reading stuff. I know people were talking about Dragon Ball Super coming back, and I think I don't think people like definitive date or anything. Yeah. I imagine and this is my guess, just because the last two movies, which were Battle of the Gods, and uh, Resurrection F, both of those ultimately ended up being...
0: Part of the season at some point, right?
1: Converted into the season. So like there's a whole arc. Actually, both both movies turned into full arcs in the show. Yeah. So I imagine the same thing would happen here. Mm-hmm. Might not. Maybe they might just skip right over and go straight into something else. But yeah. I feel like this will just end up being turned into an arc.
0: Okay. Uh, what's your takeaway from it? Did you enjoy it? Was it good?
1: Yeah. It was good.
0: You had an interesting interaction with the movie theater itself.
1: Yeah, caught on fire.
0: Wait, did it actually catch on fire? No. Oh. The fire alarm went off? It sure did. Did it happen during the movie? Like you had to leave part of the movie? Yeah. Did you get a refund?
1: Uh, So we left. Well, they, they kicked us out. Uh, We stood outside for a bit. Once the fire trucks left, they let us back in. They gave us movie vouchers. And when we went back in, like they just picked up where it left off.
0: Oh, they paused the movie? more or less oh i didn't even know that wasn't like a thing they would do
1: i didn't know either but you know i it, it, there were so many people out there it was difficult to hear what the the people were saying were yeah. saying but we just kind of hung out until they let us back in and then the movie started up again
0: was it packed theater for this
1: uh yeah maybe i mean it was dark uh so i couldn't tell you for certain but it seemed like the theater if the theater wasn't packed then you know there was like a handful of seats floating around somewhere.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, but uh, it was a good film, and now I got a voucher to go back to that theater.
0: Done and done. Is that what you used to go watch Glass? Because you didn't watch Glass this week as well.
1: I watched Glass the next day, but I bought, I bought that ticket, uh, later, and I saw that at AMC.
0: How was uh? How was Glass?
1: I'm still mulling that one over.
0: Before we get into Glass, though, real quick, is Dragon Ball? What is it called? Dragon Ball Super. What was the movie called?
1: Dragon Ball super Burly. There is might it, have been a colon in there somewhere. Is it
0: a is it a must-see? Uh
1: I mean I guess if you like Dragon Ball.
0: Does it get Mike's stamp of a stamp of a must-see?
1: If you like Dragon Ball.
0: Alright. You heard it here. If Mike said if you like Dragon Ball Maybe go see this movie. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe it has a colon in it, he doesn't know.
1: Uh yeah, I saw Glass at the AMC, which I don't know if they've always done this. But uh, I know you're always like, bro. Oh, I love, I love the IMAX and Redding because they got the butt kickers and burr, 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 popcorn. <laughs> no, burr, 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 burr. Let, let's
0: let's time out for a second. I love the IMAX and Redding because it is actually, factually, one of like four movie theaters in the country that have a specific type of screen. Mm-hmm. So when a movie like avengers or star wars is shot with the like special imax cameras Mm -hmm. it looks even better in movies with this screen there might be a few more of them now but there's definitely none other no other ones in massachusetts i don't even think the other jordans has the same screen i think it's Mm -hmm. just Reading that has the screen um so fuck you that movie theater is great but continue so it has they have butt kickers in
1: fucking amc now i guess because like i was sitting there like you know, Hold on, like do you not like butt kickers? I didn't care for the butt Like, butt kickers aren't like a... A selling not, point? Aren't a selling point for me, but I like well, sitting there... Wait,
0: hold on. Did you see it... Did you see it in the IMAX theater at AMC, or did you see it in the Dolby I theater? I think I saw it in the Dolby. So, I don't know if they're butt kickers, but the Dolby theater, when I saw Into the Spider-Verse a second time...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those seats rumble. It was fucking incredible. The sound is way better in the Dolby like the, mm-hmm. the Dolby Atmos, maybe? Yeah, something but it like the seats
1: were climbed in that one, right? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. It
0: was fu- it was fucking dope. Yeah. It might it might also be an IMAX screen, but mm-hmm. I think at least when we bought our tickets to see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse a second time, it uh like it was specifically like the Dolby theater. It was like yep. the only one in the in the thing that had like Dolby sound.
1: I wasn't paying attention when I bought my ticket cuz what happened was, here's what happened. Um I so T-Mobile does this thing where like every you know everyone's every tuesday they give out a thing yeah they got out thing so i had like a five dollar voucher that i had to use within this app to buy tickets mm-hmm. so it's like all right let me let me just get a ticket for glass and i bought the ticket i was like all right let me see it sunday because i think it's gonna be quiet on a sunday mm-hmm. bought it and it turned out to be free because i had like another voucher in there i didn't realize that yeah all and these fucking free movies all these like, fucking free movies and then I wanted some s-
0: popcorn i go see a movie with you right now
1: and then I looked at it I was like oh shit this is in Tewksbury <laughs> the wrong theater oh no so I had to cancel it reorder it and it's like alright let me just see it Wednesday night at like 1030 it'll also be quiet um, but I wasn't paying attention again to like where where it was so it yeah. wasn't until I got in there and I sat down and like you know something going be loud and my sh- chair would legit vibrate I was like what the fuck is this yeah I mean, it's not a selling point for me, but it was interesting. Yeah. Did you enjoy it or no? The seat or the movie? Both. Uh, seat first. Seat, seat confused me for a bit because I was like, all right, how do I recline this thing? I was like looking for a button. Yeah. After a while, I was like, do I just touch this thing? And I touched the thing. like, Oh, it's a touch fucking center thing. <laughs> um,
0: Who knew that technology it was so confusing to you?
1: Yeah. I, I'm very used. To, like, I was looking at the picture because it indicated, like, how the seat would recline so like, you know, full recline, full reset. But I wasn't aware that I actually had to touch the thing. Yeah. And then could, whatever. Um, but it didn't recline all the way back, which, or at least I think that my legs didn't fully recline upwards. There wasn't enough room for it to definitely do that. So I don't huh. think it was a thing it could do.
0: See, I don't think I typically like to, like, I don't want to, I mean, I don't care if the movie doesn't have a recliner seat. I, it's not a selling point to me. But I definitely wouldn't want to, like, recline all the way back.
1: Well, not all the way back, but I, I'm i accustomed to at least my legs going, like, a full, uh, fully horizontal. You know what I mean? See, but I, if my back... My, the back doesn't go all the way back. Like, it's not like the whole body goes full horizontal. I just mean, like, your back probably hits, like, a 60, 65, and then you're...
0: I'm, I'm curious to see what the, if there's, like if there's, like, scientific stuff done to, to, like, see the, the most, like, f- I guess the, like, the average, like, comfortable, yeah like, angles for people, like, the, the general people, like, obviously some people are going to like different things, but hmm. I wonder if there's, like, a preferred, like, oh, the 35 for your legs and, you know, 62 for your back is, like, the ideal fucking circumference. Of your butt in a seat. Right. That Uh, took way too long to... I'm not a scientist. mm. Ooh. Normally I say I'm not a doctor, but I kind of like saying I'm not a scientist, too.
1: You clearly don't know much about geometry, either.
0: Anywho. um,
1: (laughs) What do you mean? I'm not a scientist, and you spent the last 45 seconds talking about degrees and angles. So, anyway, the...
0: I have a degree, Mike, in English. It
1: shows nothing uh the movie was uh, i'm trying to i'm still trying to work that out because i think i mean i'm sure he did what he wanted to do yeah and
0: Sha- Shyamalan.
1: yes m night Shyamalan. um and like it was interesting it's one of those things where like the concepts that were brought to the table are in- interesting mm-hmm. i don't know if i care for the execution uh Certain parts kind of fell flat for me, but, like, it was still okay.
0: Was there a post credit scene?
1: Did I stick around for the end? I forget. It was, like, 1 o'clock. I was like, I should probably go. You didn't that. even watch the whole movie? I watched the whole movie. Oh, you
0: just didn't. You just, when the credits rolled, you bounced.
1: Yeah. I think I sat there for a bit, but it was pretty lame. Like, even as a post credit scene, I can't imagine it being super important.
0: I think they were probably going to do, like, a shawarma scene.
1: Of course. Uh, that'd be tricky.
0: Oh. All right. I mean, I don't know anything about these movies, so I have yeah, no I idea. W- without I- if this would be a spoiler, then obviously don't answer it, but is there a twist? If you if you confirming or denying a twist would be a spoiler, then don't. But... I mean,
1: it it depends on what you would call a twist. Touche. De- depends on what you would call a
0: Touché, twist, Mike.
1: Like The Sixth Sense had a legitimate twist. Yeah. Um, didn't
0: the other two, then Unbreakable and uh Mr. Uh,
1: Unbreakable and, other movie? and Split, Split both had twists. Um Unbreakable's twist was that was good. I would call that one a twist. Um Split's Split might have had two twists and I mean one of one of them you kinda of already know and the other one was I mean I guess that was a twist. I feel like I went to the how did I go into that movie? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't... Because the other one, I didn't really consider it a twist until someone like called it a twist, and then I was like, eh, I suppose that's true.
0: Did you see the other two in theaters, or no? No. Okay. Um. So... Would you say as a movie, like, you want to... Like, would you recommend that movie to anyone? Like, what, how do you feel about this movie, Mike? Like, what would be Mike's... uh final take here like you're still sussing it out
1: still sussing it out and also you i mean i can't really recommend to a person who hasn't seen the other two or at least the first one if you didn't see unbreakable then i think the movie lacks any real impact like you'd watch and just be like "Eh?"
0: that makes sense i guess i mean yeah i mean that would be like see you later drive safe let me know when you get up there uh it yeah, I mean that I feel like that would make sense with anything that has let sequ- yeah. se- I wouldn't say sequential parts, but has like an overarching story. You so, might miss out yeah, on some stuff.
1: You, you could watch unbreakable, you could watch split independent of each other. But glass, I don't think I don't think you would really care about anything unless you saw at least one of the other two.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It's probably gonna be something that I pass on. Unless like, you know, you decide, you know what, it's a fucking good movie, you should go see it, or someone else like Todd or something. Well yeah. and even I, though, I don't I, apparently I just don't mesh with Todd's movie. I'm not surprised. Uh things. Um But yeah, so Glass eh, is a thing. Did it do well in the box office?
1: Underperformed but still did well. It was like number one, let's see, it opened what was it last weekend? Yeah, it must have been last weekend. Mm-hmm. So it opened made 40 mil I think they were expecting to do a bit more
0: why would they be expecting to do more though uh do you know what the budget was for the movie uh
1: I don't know it offhand I think it was tracking to just do better I think they were I think just based off of like public interest in the film it, it was seemed like it was gonna do better yeah and it still did good it's just not like they were probably expecting 60 instead of 40
0: okay um this actually just because we're talking about movies i this was not something i was debate like planning on going into in depth on the episode but the oscar noms came out Mm -hmm. how do we feel about black panther being thrust into that category of best picture it has other noms i Mm -hmm. think it has like like nine i think uh, and I know Avengers Infinity War at least has one for like uh, visuals or something. Mm-hmm. It might have more. But I'm happy that a movie like that, like a superhero movie, is being put in the category. Yeah. Um, I think that it's important. Because they, weren't they initially shopping the idea of doing like a... A like separate a, category. For just like commercially successful movies.
1: Yeah, like a separate cap Because there's a reason movies are typically called Oscar B because they're like artsy, sort of yeah drama, whatever. And a movie like Black Panther wouldn't get recognition for that. So they're like, hey, maybe we should make another category yeah. for it.
0: Because when, when The Dark Knight came out, it wasn't nominated for an Oscar, but didn't they give an honorary Oscar to Heath Ledger?
1: I think he got something for like best supporting actor. Something like that, like posthumously
0: with but normally like actors in those movies never get recognized or even nominated right I, I can't think of I that. can't
1: think of any offhand where they did get something so that's probably true
0: yeah so like I am happy to see that step forward where it's like all right let's let's put these types of movies in these categories because they're even even if it's like you know something like Black Panther or infinity war that, has a lot of special effects and has all this stuff, there's still a lot of talent that goes into those movies. It may not necessarily be, and, and I'm not saying that the people acting in Black Panther weren't good actors, because I think Killmonger is one of my favorite villains in the MCU, as I think Michael B. Jordan fucking just crushed that. Like, I think he just did a very good job. Um, I mean, I, th- I thought a lot of the fight scenes were choreographed well. Like, I thought that was a good, really good movie. Um, so a lot of that stuff... Is important, And I feel like sometimes that stuff doesn't get recognized. Like, I feel like when... And I could be speaking just way off term, off base here, but I feel like when Lord of the Rings was getting nominated for stuff, it, it never won Best Picture, did it? Can't remember. Was it nominated? It might have been nominated for Best Picture, one of them.
1: Maybe. It probably got some stuff for, like, visual effects.
0: Yeah, but I feel... It probably did. Maybe Sound Design, too. I feel like someone like Andy Circus. Which, again, I don't think he was, but what he did, he... He sh- might
1: have gotten... He might have got some recognition for it. I don't remember. It might have been... But not as,
0: not as, like, a best actor, though, I don't think.
1: He It would have been, at best, best supporting actor.
0: But I don't even think it was that. I think it was, like, something else. I think it was some other category, which I think is unfair because he, he is act Like, you're acting. You know what I mean? Like, you're going through this transformation just as somebody else would who who's, you know, not covered up by you know tracking dots and making a cgi character come to life i think that's important and not to say that someone like josh brolin deserves to be nominated for his portrayal of Thanos, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to make that come to life and there is an actor putting pouring everything into that. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy to see these types of movies break into these categories and them not make some stupid cheesy category like fan favorite film or whatever. They're going to call it something dumb, like something well, that, that's like
1: best pop culture film. Yeah,
0: which to me is like kind of degrading. I feel like it's just like oh, we're not going to recognize you as a as what we call a real movie. We're just going to make this bullshit category for you. Um, I don't think it will win. I
1: don't suppose it still win. It might. It's probably gonna win some other things, and that will end the one thing DC had lording over them. It's like, hey, you know. Yeah, th- yeah.
0: All things considered, we still got an Academy Award. Yeah. What did Suicide Squad won for? What costume design, right? Something like that. Or makeup design, design or something. Yeah, something like that. Black Panther is is up for that same category, so we'll see. But I don't. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen any of the other movies that are in that category, but I just I don't see them. The, the Oscars get awarded by people in...
1: There's a committee of some sort.
0: But it's comprised of actors and actresses, right?
1: Something like that.
0: Like, it's, it's, it's peer voted, right? It's voted by people in the industry?
1: It's voted by people in the industry. Okay.
0: So I just, I don't know. I Personally, I don't see that happening. But I am happy that it's in that category. Yeah, good for them. Um... As I think the thing that I was reading was like, oh, A Star is Born is also like not a movie that would typically get put into this category because it's more of like a did really well in the box office, not like one of these artsy-fartsy movies. So people were, I guess, also shocked that that was included as Best Picture. But when I looked at the nominations for Best Picture, I was like, I don't even, like I don't ever see all of the movies that are in Best Picture, but I really felt like I didn't know what any of these movies were besides A Star is Born and Black Panther.
1: Uh, what else was nominated? Roma, Green Room, um, something about Beagle Street, right? I
0: no, that. I think that one got snubbed because oh. that was a uh, that was another one that people were mad. They were like, "I'm pretty sure it didn't get nominated for mm-hmm. Best Picture." I think it got it might have been nominated for whatever the highest thing is, the Golden Globes, okay. but I think it got an Oscar snub.
1: Uh, was Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes, that was another
0: one that they were like, "Oh, it's a it's more of like a popular fan film and not." Typically, what an Oscar. Well, movie I mean, is.
1: I've I would consider in the same group as like, you know, Ray or um, whatever the Ray Charles movie was. Uh, not Ray. I think it was just called Ray. No, I said Ray Charles, but I meant to say J- it was Jamie Fox. Right? Yes, it was yeah. Jamie Fox. But I said Ray first. I meant to say the Johnny Cash movie, whatever that one was called, Ring of Fire. I'd put it in the same category where like it's it's a biopic, which I feel still gets some sort like it's still. Yeah, like I guess. Film. Oh,
0: Vice is another one that's in that. So I did know Vice, I just didn't see it.
1: Yeah, I did not want to see Vice though. I forgot about it.
0: I don't know. The Oscars are whatever. They still they don't even have a host, right?
1: I don't know if they picked somebody yet.
0: I I thought at some point they were trying to get the cast of maybe maybe the cast of Infinity War to do it. Like they were trying to get a bunch of MCU people to do it.
1: I think I heard something. I was
0: like, it was either the, It was either like. The Infinity War cast or Black Panther cast. I can't remember, but they were definitely trying to get just a slew of MCU people to host, like, just to swap out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really care. It's a fun thing to watch on a Sunday, but I'm not like, ooh, what movie is going to win? It doesn't really affect me in any way, so I don't really... Yeah. I'm not really too worried about it.
1: Unless I'm playing Oscar bingo.
0: I think, I think a lot of those award shows are slowly dying. Like, I, I think the Oscars, the Grammys... I guess the Golden Globes and the Emmys. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of those are kind of just they're archaic in a lot of ways. Um anyways, moving on. Um so before we get into Anthem, I did want to bring up Did you see that Metro Prime the Metro Prime 4 news? Yes. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I didn't care. So basically, if you're listening and you're not sure what we're talking about, Metro Prime 4, which doesn't have a hard release date. A lot of people were assuming was going to hopefully come out this year for the Switch. It was shown off 2 years ago. It was teased 2 years ago at E3.
1: Was the one where they decided to show the picture of the board of Metroid and said we're making a game?
0: Yeah, and that was 2 years ago cuz last year it was all about Smash pretty much. And there, like cuz 2 years ago it was the Pokémon Gen 8 and Metroid Prime 4 teasers. It was just like a, hey, here's a logo, we're making these games. So they they basically said that they were going in and scrapping it and starting it over with Retro, which are the people that made the first three games, as well as like Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze and a few other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I mean they they're familiar with that property. They're obviously familiar with the Prime series of Metroid games, uh, because if you're not super familiar with Metroid. You know, they have different types of games. They have the 2D platforming Metroid games. They have the first-person Prime games, um, Metroid Other M, which was made by Team Ninja, I think. Uh, So they definitely have other people that work on these games. And I don't know if they ever actually said who was working on Metroid Prime 4. I think it was just an internal Nintendo team. Um, And for whatever reason, from what I could tell, I didn't see anything saying otherwise. They didn't comment on it further, like saying why they scrapped it. But I think a lot of people are going to be excited that Retro is getting back in there to work on it since a lot of people love the Prime series. So mm-hmm. to have the the people who made the original games go in there and do it should hopefully result in a, in a good game. Um, the things that are really refreshing to see is that a lot of times... Like, look at, look at the EA games recently that get canceled. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of like PR answers. There's like not like a clear reason why things are getting canceled or whatever. And that's just the way the industry is in total. It's always very shrouded in mystery and all these things, they don't like to be open. This is like, especially for Nintendo, but this is like a very transparent answer where it's like, hey, Basically, we didn't like what was going on. We're gonna scrap it, and start over, and Retro's gonna make it, Like all these things. They didn't have to say any of that. They never could've said anything. We didn't even have to know that they scrapped it and changed developers. They didn't have to do any of that. Um, Instead, we just would've been like, we're never getting this game. Where is this game? It's been years, years. Instead, they're like, hey, we didn't like it. We're redoing it. Retro's in. That's all I gotta say. And now, if it takes a few years, People will probably be a little bit less like, all right, you know what I mean? I get it. You are literally making a new game. Part of that also is apparently there's a there's a pretty credible rumor floating around that I know the, like the week before the Game Awards, there were a couple leaks that we were supposed to be getting Metroid Prime Trilogy Remaster for the Switch, and it was supposed to get announced at the Game Awards. That didn't happen we've been kind of radio silent on that type of announcement in, uh, at all but apparently there's a credible rumor going around saying that what Retro was working on was that HD remaster and they're done with it and it's finished and the game is done but now they've just been working on 4 mm. so we'll see and if and if that's the truth i think it will put a lot of metroid fans at ease if it's like hey we're not going to get metroid prime 4 for maybe a couple of years but maybe later this year we're getting a trilogy you know remaster for the switch i think i think that will make a lot of people happy if that's you know obviously what would ideally make everyone happy is is the new game but i think supplementing that gap of time with the trilogy remaster i think people will really be on board with that especially because a lot of people probably still haven't really played that series or maybe only played the first one didn't play the second and third one because um, it, it was they were all three of them were on the GameCube, and I know that they eventually they made a Wii trilogy and put it on the Wii as well. But the GameCube was also kind of an underperforming console for them, so there's definitely a, a large group of people that probably haven't played the Prime series. Um, definitely not all three games. So I'll be interested to see. I'm happy that they were kind of open about it and just said, "Hey, like scrapping it, putting these guys in, we're going from there." So. I've seen a lot of people complain though saying, "Oh, Nintendo's 2019 is in in jeopardy now." But we still have Pokémon, Animal Crossing, Yoshi Fire Emblem, Bayonetta 3. And I'm sure Luigi's Mansion, and I'm sure other things that I'm missing, but those are some fucking games that I'm excited for, especially Animal Crossing. And that thing is going to fucking sell consoles for sure. For sure. And who is the Funky Kong of uh, Metroid? Who's the Funky Kong of Metroid? Yeah. Yikes! I don't know. uh
1: like I, if I want to play Metroid, I want to like cruise through it by playing as an easy character. Who's oh,
0: that's not, not 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 happening. Okay. Not happening. Pick a new game. I'm out. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me because again, not something I was going to talk about. But the the MPD numbers for December and for 2018 came out this past week, mm-hmm. and. The Switch outsold both the Xbox and PS4 combined in December.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Smash is, like, around 10 million copies sold. That's fucking bonkers. Like, that's insane. People love to Smash. It's the best-selling fighting game of all time now, I would imagine. Unless you, I mean, I'm sure if you consider Street Fighter 2 and its million fucking re-releases as, like, one game. That one game that might be up there as well, but I'm pretty sure Smash just became the best selling. Uh, it has to oh, be one of the best selling fighting games of all a time.
1: Dragon Ball Fighter Z tournament this weekend, huh? It's happening right now. Yeah, yeah.
0: people. Huh. I was I was watching some People were like, "Is is a uh, Sonic Fox going to still be the fucking best Dragon Ball Fighter Z player? Because mm-hmm. he gets around. He he, he plays must- a lot of fucking fighting yeah, games. Yeah, he does. Because he was at the the reveal event for M- M- in- MK11. MK- MK11. And like for I don't know how long they were giving them access to those games, probably not too long. But he was like putting down fucking combos, like he was playing it very well. I'm like Jesus Christ, this game is not even out yet. Um, and obviously they gave them a little bit of time to like fuck around with it. Yeah. But still, he's a uh, he. He might actually be the best fighting game player, just because he can compete in so many different games. Mm-hmm. Does he play Smash too?
1: I don't think I've ever seen him. I've never heard him like being a. If he does, then he's apparently not comparable to like the other top Smash players, yeah. which I find hard to believe.
0: But so. he's pretty—he's like high ranked in Injustice, right? Yes. I mean, I I I'm not like super invested in the fighting game community. I love competitive fighting games, but I don't like I don't go deep deep into it. But I can't really think off the top of my head of another high level player who is like a top ranked player in multiple games, yeah. other than like. Oh, you're good at melee and Smash Four. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, that's different compared to switching because we I and mean, we had this discussion. I mean, a few weeks ago.
1: It's it's weird to me only because, uh, you know, injustice and MK are MK similar. Are similar. Yeah. But for him to also be good at
0: Dragon Ball Dr- Fighter Z, Z which is like a very one. very drastically different fighting mechanic yeah. style. Um.
1: What if he, I think he might even do Tekken, too, to be honest.
0: Yeah, maybe he does. I know he does a few games. Like, he he definitely gets around. He might – I don't have to look it up after. I think he does play Smash, too.
1: He might, but I've never heard him – He's not, like, him, fucking Diesel. Yeah, I've never heard him being, like, in, like, the top whatever. Yeah.
0: I feel like the top Smash players have been kind of the same for a while. The same
1: for a while, but, like, I never even see, like
0: – He's never – I never – he's definitely not ever up there in those, like – I never like
1: see like a video. It's like, oh, you know, zero versus Sonic Fox. Yeah. Like I feel like something like that would happen if he
0: was. If he was that good. Yeah. Maybe it's the next thing he goes after. I mean, that's there's definitely room for someone to be like, I'm gonna go out there and be the fucking just best fighting game player. Mm-hmm. Um, because it definitely, and again, we talked about this a few episodes ago when we talked about fighting games in depth, but without hashing it too much again playing a fighting game is almost like learning a language as it is with like you want to play the piano you have to like learn how to speak piano not speak piano but you have to read piano uh
1: cdba
0: <laughs> so i it's it's definitely like you have to learn that and each fighting game has different language mm-hmm. different uh dialect
1: and I feel like Smash is so drastically different than the other ones, it might be a tougher one to get into if your forte is the other more traditional fighting games.
0: Mm, yes and no. I mean, it's, it's, it is definitely drastically different. But, yeah, I don't know. We don't need to get super depth into that again. Unless but, he maimed like, Ryu or something like that, which would be kind of funny. I'm actually, I, I need to look and see if there is anybody that's fucking around with Ryu or Ken at a pro level right now. Do we do you know if there is Uh
1: I can't I was watching a few matches on like YouTube. I don't remember anyone like really breaking out Ryu consistently. Yeah. I feel like I might have watched someone I might have watched a set where like someone played Ryu once and then changed their character the next round. Yeah,
0: I mean he he from what I can gather from as much Smash as I play and get involved, he seems like he has way more downsides than he has Upside. Upsides. So he's probably a low tiered character, but that again, that doesn't mean somebody can't get fucking nasty with him, and, and put yeah. him work. Because um, that's that's the thing with Smash, especially, I and mean, pro- probably pretty much I, with every I fighting think game. That
1: might actually be like the biggest. It'd be the most interesting way, like to see someone who's like a top Street Fighter player, try and use typical Street Fighter tactics in Smash with Ryu, and see how that actually holds up. And it probably wouldn't.
0: It definitely wouldn't because the. I mean, there's similar. Like, there's similar, like, general things. Like, Smash is very big on spacing and owning and zoning and owning the space and being able to kind of control the distance between everything. And Street Fighter has that, but it's in a way more constricted way. Where the screen that you're allowed to occupy at one time is so much smaller compared to Smash, so you can still like use some of those general tactics, but I don't think like I I don't necessarily think that it would translate into them playing well. Yeah. Um, fuck. Now I just want to play Smash. But before we get into our final topic of this episode. This episode of the Passive Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, scrumdiddlyumptious treats. And if you do head down to see our good friends over there at Goodnight Fatty, let them know the Passive Control sent you. This weekend is birthday cake, and I cannot fucking wait to get some. I think I think my my favorite Goodnight Fatty cookie for a, a long time was always their Oreo pudding one, but I think Birthday Cake might have snuck up there. I might have might have taken the top spot. I know it's Dom's favorite. Uh, so yeah, make sure you uh, check them out. It's good stuff. They're great people. The last thing I want to talk about, Mike, is. Fortnite, and I've been playing so much goddamn Fortnite. I don't want to talk about that, but I have been playing a lot of Fortnite. Yeah, sure have. It's fun, it's fun times. But I want to talk about Anthem. Anthem, Anthem, anthem. Throw, throw all your hands, hands up. up. So, Anthem is EA, Bioware, Bioware's not answer to Destiny because they kind of also have no, they don't have anything else really. So it's not really their answer to Destiny, but it is, in general terms, similar, where it's a shared world experience, console version-ish MMO, because it's not like a full MMO. But it is an MMO, RPG, third person. I was so excited for this game, hesitant still, had my precautions i still pre-ordered it i was like this is i i love bioware they're a developer that i enjoy a lot of their games ea not so much but i'm not like on the ea hate train that everyone seems to just jump on quickly i just don't really play a lot of ea games uh typically mostly because they're sports games and i just don't really play sports games anymore but Part of what was making me think, just based on what I saw, based on what I read, based on what I was seeing out there, I was like, all right, Anthem seems like it's gonna do what I want, it's gonna be for me. But also, going on in the background, I'm like, Bioware's last game was Mass Effect Andromeda. And I love Mass Effect. That game was not received well, it had a lot of issues, and it didn't grab my attention, unfortunately. Which was a game I was really excited for. EA has been going through the fucking ringer when it comes to things like Battlefront 2, Battlefield V, and I'm sure other things that I'm just not coming to my brain right now, but they they also are in this weird space of like negative press, negative press, canceling Star Wars games, Battlefront 2's microtransactions, Battlefield V getting pushed release date and then not having its Battle Royale mode at launch and all those other things. They're in this weird, murky space where they don't have great press right now bioware same thing mass effect is shelved for the foreseeable future we have no idea when we're going to ever get a mass effect game again um this game needs to be a home run for bioware and for ea so i feel like just because of what they have going on outside of this game they know they need to make a really good game they also have the benefit of again not really the same game as like a destiny or like a division but they have the benefit of coming out after these games where it's like we can look at what Bungie in in Blizzard Activision did with Destiny 1 and now Destiny 2, what pissed people off, what didn't work, what did work, the changes they made over time because Destiny Vanilla has some issues, but the expansions they put out afterwards fixed a lot of the things that people cared about. And Bungie's always just been really good about listening to their community anyway. They're very involved with their player base and they want to make them happy. So they do a lot of stuff like that. But what Bioware and EA have now is the ability to look at those things that did and didn't work for a game like Destiny and Destiny 2 and not repeat those mistakes. Mm -hmm. The VIP demo launched this weekend for people that either pre-ordered the game or got invited to the demo. It starts you at level 10, goes up to level 15, You can't do everything. You can do some things. You can customize stuff. You can't do everything. It had horrible server issues. It still has some kinks, especially on Xbox. I think PS4 and PC have been ironed out for the most part. But I know at least earlier today, the Xbox stuff was still kind of up in the air. I was lucky enough to get in for a few hours yesterday, so I got to play. It started at 12 p.m. uh, East Coast, or noon rather started uh yeah, still 12 p.m i don't know yeah. why i just did that um so it started at noon east coast time 9 a.m or whatever uh west coast time i tried i was sitting here ready to go ready to start streaming it and as soon as i tried to get in it was constant just getting booted getting booted, getting booted. i eventually got lucky and got in got to play for like a solid hour and a half two hours before i then got booted and couldn't join back in for a long time um Last night I got back in and I got to play for another couple hours and it was phenomenal. What I can say is, I all the issues aside, there's a bunch of people that are complaining about the issues of this weekend and blah blah blah. A big part of this type of thing, though, is like specifically to figure this stuff out right now. So when the game launches on February 22nd, it doesn't break on the first day. Like these types of things are meant for server stress tests and and making sure that you know maybe something a a tester or or quality assurance person missed doesn't happen you know when the game comes out like that that's the point of these types of of obviously they want to get people in there and get people playing it to talk good about it hopefully and and all that stuff but a big part of it is like a final let's make sure you know once we fucking flip the switch on servers are working, people are getting in, no issues. So they're working all that stuff. They're working really hard to make sure that this stuff gets gets fixed this weekend. Um, but from what I could play, Mike, fuck. It, without sounding too derivative, what Bioware, in my opinion, what Bioware has done with the flight and movement in this game is what Insomniac did with the movement in spider-man like if there was a game that was ever going to catch the mechanics of iron man like this is it like they could take this engine get the marvel license and then also go make an iron man game because it it just the way that you go from not flying to flying in a snap and how you make your character do that is so seamless and it just It feels good. Like, I'll later, if you want, I'll pop it in just so you can feel it if you want to take take it for a run. But it's literally like you, if you're playing with the vanilla controls, you jump, click down the left joystick, and you fucking throw your boosters on. And you're just going. And it controls so good. And it feels good. And the environment doesn't feel small. So you don't feel like you're just like flying into a wall. Like, you feel like you just have all of this space to move around and the gunplay feels it's good it's like this is a game for me like this is a Brendan ass game and I'm fucking so excited for it I really really hope that this ends up being something that they continue to support over time which they plan as to now obviously but uh I'm I'm excited for it and I know that you're not Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is there a reason why this type of game doesn't appeal to you
1: uh no. Probably not. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. I guess I... Um, hmm. Hold on, let me compare this to games I normally do play. Yeah, which is just Overwatch at this point. <laughs> and Overwatch isn't really a commitment. Yeah, I can hop into an Overwatch thing and assuming... Things go well or things go horribly horribly wrong. I'm in and out five ten minutes one match. Yeah. because um, I'm typically not doing competitive. I'm just doing some quick arcade stuff. Mm-hmm. In and out. I feel like that game, the way you describe it, too much going on.
0: In what way? Just like the leveling up and weapons and all that.
1: Yeah. It sounds like sounds like hassle. So. Even Persona, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, now I gotta fucking talk to this broad to
0: max out this thing. Yeah, see, when like when you before I started playing Persona Five, and you would mention that it's like, oh, you have to, you have to do a lot of like time mm-hmm. management and all stuff, and you definitely do have to do that. But you maybe it was just because you had built it up in that way. Where mm-hmm. when I started playing, and I was like, I don't really feel that encumbered by time. Um, I
1: didn't feel that way until maybe where i'm at now where it's like i probably need to level up certain things and make sure that i have money to buy certain stuff yeah in order to actually get through what i'm trying to do Mm -hmm. so i'm at this point now where like for instance i'm in a palace and i feel as though i might not be prepared enough to actually make any real progress in there but i just showed up in the palace if i if i were to leave that means i essentially wasted that day
0: okay interesting
1: so i'm like well i either have to try and manage to get through this or i have to call this chalk this day off as a loss and then i have
0: i mean you could always um, still go go around and just like fight regular people in the palace to like level up and stuff
1: i could but my point is where i'm at now i think i might actually be too low a level to actually pull that off without burning through all my resources in one match and then basically i can't find anybody else Like, I I think right now, if Hmm. I were to leave my safe room...
0: Are you in mementos or you're in a palace? I'm in a
1: palace. Hmm. If I were to leave my safe room right now and fight the first guy I see, he's either going to beat me or I'm going to win with a sliver of health left and burn all my resources, healing everyone up, and then having nothing the next person I fight.
0: Interesting. Got to manage that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Yeah, that's unfortunate. Because I, I I do think that you would enjoy this type of experience if you hopped on and played with all of us. Because that's the only way a game like this survives for me, is that if people continue to play it with me. Like, I would love to play Destiny still, but I know no one else will hop back in that. Um, I would love to go back into Monster Hunter, but Joe moved to PS4, and I know Todd and Dom are not going to play it, mm-hmm. so certain games like that definitely can get stale if you lose a core group to play with. Um, but I think this is going to fill that void of my like grindy game that I kind of need at the at the current time. Um, Maybe that's what I don't
1: want. I don't want to grind a game, and I also don't want to be stuck to someone else's schedule because I know I'm not going to play by myself. Yeah. At the same time, there was a period of time where I would dread my phone buzzing, being like, hey, get on this game right now. Like, oh shit, I, I didn't really want to do this right
0: now. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other topic, and that I have gotten a lot better about when, like, Todd or Julian or someone else will send me a text and be like, get on. I've just gotten better at saying no, or just not responding. Yeah, um, Just because sometimes, if you don't want to play, just just don't play you know what i mean like you have you have to like just get get with it that's why whenever i text you i don't say get on overwatch Mm -hmm. anymore i just say hey we're hopping on if you want Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like a there's no commitment no pressure like do your thing i i'm not i'm not trying to force you where if this was two years ago i'm texting everyone like we're on overwatch get the fuck on like you know what i mean like get the fuck on um I, I get it now, especially like the older that we get, which is like, I hate saying that, but the older that we get, I definitely look at things in a certain perspective. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, Video games should ultimately just be a thing to have fun, and I don't want to be stressed out too much or stress other people out. Um, but in the same regard of like a game like Anthem or, or The Division or uh, Overwatch, I don't know, not Overwatch, but uh, Monster Hunter, where you definitely it, it's an enhanced experience if you have a regular group of people to play with. If we were in that cycle of like, all right, cool, like we're all playing this game. I'm still gonna play it solo too because I'm gonna be like, no, when when we do all hop back on together at some point, I wanna be fucking doped up. like I wanna look good and fucking have those guns and shit. Um, but yeah, to, to kind of wrap up my initial thoughts on playing through Anthem, which we're gonna play more of tonight, Todd already all day texted me, I can't stop thinking about Anthem. Uh, it's it's gorgeous. The customization options, at least in the demo, are like my. Did I show you a picture of what my hmm. javelin looks like? I got that bright pink, bright green. I'm looking good, feeling great. Um, uh, the the movement just feels good. The gunplay to me feels great. I love RPGs, so all of those other aspects working very really well, blended with the RPG stuff. For me, it's it's a no brainer. This is going to be a great game for me. Um, you said
1: you click the left joystick to fly? Yes. I'm pretty sure my controller always sticks on that. I wouldn't be able to play this game.
0: Oh my god, we'll buy you a new controller. We'll clean your controller. Uh, so, a, a quick story. So, when I finally got into the demo, if at any point someone in the game or something, some dialogue box popped up telling me how to fly happened, I definitely didn't read it or hear it or completely missed it. I played for about a solid 20 minutes. Before I'm like, I'm like, do I have to unlock something to fly? Like, do I have to get a specific part to add to my suit? Like, I don't know. it again. Then the demo puts you at level ten, puts you kind of there. I think purposely, so it's like, hey, we just want you to get how this game plays. We don't really ca- you're, 'cause because not, nothing carries over, so you're not like we don't don't get attached to what's happening here. Just enjoy playing it and, and seeing if it's something you like. Um played for about 20 minutes, still didn't know I could fly. I'm like, it's still great. Like I'm still running around, having a good time. If you click the joystick down, when you're on the ground, you put your boosters on, but it makes you run fast. So I never thought to do that in the air. Mm -hmm. So whatever. I was like, there must be a way. A jumps, tap A again, you do a double jump. B is like a dodge, so you'll like boost to the side wherever, wherever you're angling. And uh, I just never thought to click that in the air. Why would I think that? I was in a really fucking heated scenario where I was get, just getting gunned up, and I accidentally clicked it in the air. And I'm like, "Holy shit, I'm flying!" And then I didn't know how I did it, so I was like, "Oh no, I'm flying. I don't know how to like fly again." And then I figured it out. Um, but it was like that. It was such a great moment for me because I'm I'm gonna remember that moment where it's like I spent like 20 minutes playing didn't know how to fly, didn't know what to do to fly, finally figured it out by accident. And it was like such a memorable thing for me with that Mm -hmm. game that I'm always going to like, it's going to be, it just, it feels like a stupid moment, like in a movie, like a, like a cinematic where it's like the person controlling the javelin. If that like character was a person in a movie Mm -hmm. or something, or like a cinematic of the game, like doesn't know how to use their suit properly. And then all of a sudden, like in a heated scenario, they fucking, fucking do their thing. It's
1: um, it's coming of age tale. No, I was watching into Tomorrow this morning cuz it was on TV and that just reminded me of like an early part of the film.
0: Okay. But uh when, when Todd finally was able to get into the demo, I was like I'm not going to tell you how to fly at first. He's like, "No, fuck you, like tell me how to fly. I'm like, "No, I'm like let's just fuck around for a minute and like learn the things and then uh like I eased him into the flying thing and I felt like it was a enjoyable experience for him. Probably not. It was a enjoyable experience for me. Yeah, that's great. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would say ultimately my takeaway so far from the Anthem demo was I love it. I'm so excited for that game. If you have the chance to play it, if not, I know they're gonna do an open demo either next week or the week after. Find the time, it'll be on all three platforms. Well, it'll be on PC, Xbox, and uh, PS4. Find the time, jump in there. I really think that if you have any interest in this game or maybe you're concerned about it once you start playing it and feeling how good it feels that's when I think you'll really decide if you like the game or not um because that was instantly for me as soon as I started playing it I'm like yeah this is this is the gameplay loop I want to be involved in um but yeah as always you can find us on the internet at pasthecontroller.io on Twitter and on Instagram, at PassController. On Twitch, right here, at twitch.tv slash controller. And if you want to help support the show, there's a few different ways you can do that. The easiest being sharing us on social media and leaving a review on iTunes. They don't cost you anything. They help us really grow the brand, grow the show. Um, very helpful. If you do have a couple of bucks kicking around and you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash controller And uh, there's a couple different tiers you can throw down. The dollar tier doesn't get you much, but it does help us a lot. So even if it's just a buck, we really do appreciate it. Um, And then also, if you want to rock some swag, some gear from us, you can go to passthecontroller.io slash shop or passthecontroller.throwless.com and uh, get some gear and help us keep the lights on, keep the mics on, and keep making this beautiful content for you. You can find me at bgroom and Mike at underscore micopath. And... Pretty much all we got for this week's episode of the Past Control Podcast, episode 126.